Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. afternoon my conscious co-creators welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am very very pleased that you are here with me today oh, we have a wonderful guest in studio today i'm so excited i love when i get my guests in studio um and uh but first we got of course our quotes of the day from mike dooley in the universe and from abraham uh so we'll get to those first actually i'm going to get to them right away because i want to bring them on as soon as i can so first from the universe. It's not that your life totally rocks, except for a few tricky spots, slippery patches, and challenges, but that your life totally rocks in large part because of the tricky spots, slippery patches, and challenges. Stranger than fiction, the universe. <laughs> we love Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, kind of teasing us a little bit, reminding us that those points in our life that we call oh, those little challenges, those those little uh, slippery patches, you know, you know, skidding on ice, uh, and 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 those you know tricky spots that we're not quite sure how to navigate sometimes that maybe stretch us a little bit, uh, that cause us to have to show up in maybe a different way uh, than we've shown up in the past. That that's what really is the juicy part of life like that's the meat of it that we can really sink our teeth into um and you know it's so funny because those are the parts we tend to just want to get past as quickly as possible instead of really reveling in the awkwardness as a friend of mine used to say instead of really like you know being so happy uh, that we have something like that to challenge us, to help us to grow, uh, to help us to expand ourselves and get a little bit outside of our comfort zone. Because you know what they say, everything we want that we don't have lies just outside of our comfort zone. So uh, the universe is just kind of chiding us on to remind us that it's all good, not just the stuff that we think feels good, not just the stuff that we say is good, even the stuff we don't like so much or even the stuff we don't feel is so good, that's actually even better. We just don't have the perspective yet. So oh, I love that. It's a juicy quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. Thank you. All right. From Abraham. Let's see. Make a decision and then make it the right decision. Line up your energy with it. In most cases, it doesn't really matter what you decide. Just decide. There are endless options that would serve you enormous, enormously well, and all or any one of them is better than no decision. Abraham. 
I like this quote. Um, because it's all about flexing that muscle that we have a tendency not really to flex all that often, which is the muscle of decision-making. And uh, one of the things I do when I coach my clients is I like to get them started with like a simple, not very impactful kinds of decisions, like you go to a restaurant. I give this exercise all the time to people. You pick up and you look at the menu. You've got exactly two minutes to decide what you're going to eat. And, you know, you could spend 15 minutes scouring every little option in the menu and you could get to actually the same choice, the same decision by just giving yourself 60, 120 seconds to go through the menu, pick something and don't look back. Now, of course, you know what your wife or your partner or your friend orders may look better than what you ordered. But I guarantee you, whatever you decided was the right decision for you in the moment as long as you didn't think about it too much. We often get stuck in those places where we think about things too much. It's like, oh, should I have the chicken or should I have the fish or the vegetable dish or the meat? What do I feel like? I'm not sure. No, that sounds good. No, but that sounds good. No. We cut all that out and we just make a decision. And that's what Abraham is saying here is what's more important is just making the decision and then lining up with that decision and saying, look, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong because there is no right and wrong. Just make the decision and then line up our energy and make it just the right decision for us in the moment. And one of the things I find that doing this actually does is it helps us to actually have more self-compassion because we're actually saying to ourselves, you know what, it's all good. It doesn't matter if you decided to turn right or left to walk on the east side of the street or the west side of the street you know to 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 choose to go to this town instead of that town for a weekend getaway it's always the right decision so let's give ourselves a break stop second guessing ourselves and stop you know uh, uh, this self-criticalness that we're constantly in of like oh did i make the right decision oh i don't think it was the right decision oh my god what am i gonna do no it's always the right decision just practice making the decision and then line up our energy with that particular decision because it was the right decision in the moment does not mean you would make the same decision a year from now a month from now even a week or a day from now does not matter but where we are right here right now and what we're choosing to decide in this moment is the right decision for us right here and right now so Give it a rest. Stop judging ourselves. And let's just own it and say, you know what? I don't care that I need to lose, that I want to lose another 15 pounds. It's so hot outside, I'm going to get some ice cream, okay? It's the right decision for me right here, right now. Tomorrow you'll go to the gym and spend an extra five minutes on the uh, treadmill, okay? So um, I love these. I love these quotes. And they're actually very much in alignment because they're both about, in a way, sort of removing the judgment. Removing the judgment about what's going on in our life that's maybe beyond our choice or decision and removing the judgment around our decisions. Because oftentimes our decisions have will impact our life in a way that's way beyond we could ever imagine. And if we look back on that decision at various times, like I can look back at a decision that I know tremendously impacted my life. Very simple decision. Which college did I go to? 
because I wanted to go one college, but then I got a scholarship and a student loan and like all the financial taken care of. So I ended up going to a different college. And because I went to a different college, I met people who ended up putting me on a spiritual path at a very young age. It, was, it, it turned into a very difficult time throughout college and after college. And I could have judged it at the time saying, oh, my God, I made such a bad decision. I really should have just gone to that other college. But then over the years, you know, 10 years later, 15 years, 20 years later, I now have a totally different perspective. So if I look back at that one decision at various points in my life, I could easily judge it as a right decision or wrong decision, a good decision or a bad decision. Um, but it was not, it was, it was neither. It was just my decision, and now I line up my energy and I make that decision a right decision because it was the best decision I could have made at that time with what I knew and what I had experienced in life. Okay? So, for all my loyal listeners out there, your homework this week is to go out and make some decisions. Just practice making those decisions quickly without thinking about it too much and start with little things. Like, what are you going to order when you get to the restaurant? Which direction are you going to walk or drive to get somewhere? You know, uh, when you go to a store, maybe you're trying on some clothes. Just quickly decide when you're looking through the rack what piece of clothing you want to take off and try. You know, little things that aren't going to have a tremendous impact on your life. Get used to it. Baby steps, baby steps. Be gentle. Be easy. Start with that, and then over time, you build up that muscle and then you can start applying that to even greater decisions. And you become more confident, more in alignment, and, and really just feel better about your decisions overall. So two wonderful, amazing quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I certainly did. And I think they're actually rather apropos for our guests that we have in studio today. And so it is my pleasure to welcome Jonathan Bender, who has been a transformational workshop leader, coach, and trainer for over 20 years. Woo! That's a long time. He's coached and taught both live and online trainings to thousands, focusing on self-expression, public speaking, personal growth, and the performance of your life. He's the founder of Whole Speak LLC and the performance of your life. He spends his time teaching how to show up in life and on stage with authenticity, power, and dynamic presence. And I've seen this guy coach people. He's amazing. And has a mission to help our world heal the wounds of disconnection, find greater presence on stage, and in life. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Jonathan. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here. Oh, it's wonderful. I'm so happy we could get you while you're in here from the left coast, as we like to say. <laughs> That's right. So um, uh, how did you end up like being sort of a, 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 a transformational coach? Uh, uh, were you, was this always something that was kind of part of your life, or was it really something that developed over time? Gosh, uh, I probably would say that it began when I was 14, oh, <laughs> which is when young. a couple of significant things happened. One was which I joined my high school speech and debate team. Ah, uh, I joined my college speech and debate team. Uh -huh, I did that one as well. <laughs> and and I, I was compelled to, and I, I probably couldn't tell you why at the time I thought I wanted to, but looking mm -hmm. back, it was because 
I felt invisible. I was mm. bullied for many, many years. I had no self-esteem. I was pretty like dissociated uh, out of my body. And but there was this calling to want to express myself. And I ended uh, up kind of by happenstance doing these kind of performance acting and speaking events. And oh. and then I started doing theater soon after that and I had success in these competitive speaking events and, oh, and wow. then went on and did that in, in college at Berkeley and uh, majored in theater and also oh, became wow. a, uh, and then I started doing, I was directing, acting, and, and then I was on the speech team there as well, had a lot of success. Oh, wow. And from there, I, I kept being asked to coach because I had a oh, lot of, interesting. Uh, I had a lot of success. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened was, that I, I said, well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was kind of making a living as a self-taught web designer. <laughs> and oh, really? You did tech stuff? Uh, yeah, oh. I started that early on. This was like early dot-com boom days. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I ended up uh, coaching for these high school teams and immediately had state finalists, state champions, national finalists. Wow. And, and so and that was kind of the start of my coaching career. Mm. That, but the other thing that happened when I was 14 is I had my first spiritual awakening. Oh. And, and so I suddenly started like one day in English class started seeing auras and healing and working with energy oh, really? and and then oh. channeling and doing and all this stuff started when I was 14 and 15 wow and so so a lot of stuff woke up at that age huh. so so because of that it kind of like uh, it was this confluence of awakening and self-expression and finding your voice as I did it and then other people began to as well and I started mm. to teach to teach that and I really created my own method like based on all, how all of that came together wow. that came together more after I did my graduate work and then that's when I for, formed uh, Whole Speak. Oh beautiful, beautiful. See I, I joined my college uh, speech and debate team but for a totally different reason. Mm. Uh, a, a friend of mine that I knew from I don't know I think the Jewish club or something invited me to come to one of the meetings and I went to one of the meetings and I remember meeting the coach, this guy Fran, who had been on the school speech and debate team when he had been there, and he was such a fun guy. And, and I just enjoyed being around him, so I just joined because I wanted to hang out with him. Hmm. And then like, I remember doing my first speech at a, at a tournament, and I had like everything written out on these index cards. My handwriting was awful, so I could barely <laughs> read what I wrote. And I like stammered my way through the whole thing. And it was the worst speech I ever gave in my life. And the good news was it was the worst speech I ever gave in my life. Mm. And then I just kept practicing and getting better and better. I actually took a couple of uh, acting classes while I was in college. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I really don't know why I didn't pursue it. I guess... You know, the same reason I also took some, like, art classes. It was more like self-exploration. But mm. I didn't want to be a starving artist when I graduated, so I ended up getting a degree in, in IT. Sure. <laughs> That's why I started off in technology as well. Okay, so we're going to take our first break. Uh, when we come back, uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about sort of how your work has evolved over the years and, and what really is the message is now behind your work, okay? Sure. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 
Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we have in studio with us today the inimitable Jonathan Bender, all the way out from... Where in California are you again? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, about an hour north of ah, San Francisco. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, so... 14, you had an awakening, you joined the speech team, speech and debate team, you, you, you graduated and, and sort of created th- this whole business around helping other people express themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something, and I, I, you know, like when I have friends, kids who are in high school and college, I always recommend, no matter what they're interested in, to try out for the speech and debate team because it's something that really helps us in all different areas of our life, isn't it? You know, it's it's really helpful, and it's also a little strange in that, <laughs> like, providing this experience within the realm of a competition yeah. has benefits and drawbacks. It's great that you yeah. get to do it a lot, but depending on your relationship to competition, it may drive some and take others, but often it's like, oh, well, I got second or third, so I didn't win, so I'm not that I'm not uh, good enough, yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to, like, really recognizing each person's voice as it comes out. Right, so, or recognizing the fact that they just did better than they did before, regardless right. of what the judge says. Right. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it is kind of an urge to grow, but not always for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um... So a part of uh, what you teach is about, I just want to touch upon this to start with, is around authenticity. Because yeah. it's, it's a word that we just hear a lot these days about the importance of authenticity and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't necessarily normally think of like being on stage and being a professional speaker as about something necessarily about authenticity. It's more about like your stage persona is what people tend to think of, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the case, is it? Authenticity is a really loaded concept. (laughs) And I have worked with this for many, many, many years with some really unique perspectives on it. I actually, a few years ago, created a video called The Authenticity Trap. 
ah. that talks about both the pros and cons because I think uh -huh. that for, especially for a lot of us who are on that conscious path is that yeah. we can almost get obsessed with it in a way that <laughs> holds us back. Now, it's, right, it is right. really important and it's, it's important to start off saying, yes, of course, I want to be authentic. But then you start asking, what am I actually being authentic to? And that right. something that can happen is that we can be authentic to an old version of ourselves, not right. to who we can become. Yeah, and our yeah, potential yeah. and what we want to cultivate and grow. So right. now that being said, for a lot of people in the business world, just even moving toward being authentic as mm. opposed to doing kind of the, the practices or what you think you should or the marketing methods, yeah. is a, like a lot of that is just feels so fake and yeah. contrived yeah. that working to let that go is a good thing. Right. But I think it's really asking, well, what is authenticity? And yeah. there's a lot of perspectives on this. And, yes. and so on one level, it's really being honest. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, I think just basically, <laughs> are you simply just like being honest, being out, being forthright, showing your feelings, being okay with that, not being overly contrived, right. meaning like uh, there's a lot of marketing methods saying, oh, well, you have to follow this webinar format. Or, right, yeah, you have to, right. If you, you don't do that, it's Follow just not, this blueprint, right? Exactly, or whatever it is. And, and that usually when they say you have to do that, it is never true. Yeah. There are always <laughs> other ways to do something. Absolutely. And finding a way that your calling is. But we have to look at that line where we want to grow into who we can be and mm. not be just faithful to who we perhaps were in the past or yeah, idea of who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we really want to support sort of the direction that we want to go and by really kind of stepping into and living into that direction that we're going, we're actually giving ourselves more energy, more juice for that direction, aren't we? Right. And and so this goes back to what you the quote you just read about making choices yeah. is that I, I think of it as choices rather than decisions. Ah, okay. for, for me, now, this is just a little thing for me because I can yeah. get stuck in my head like a lot of us and you can think about what's the thing back and forth and you can weigh a decision versus like a choice is usually connected with where we want to grow into. Uh. And, and so I think, well, who do you want to become? Like, do you want to be, if you're like, uh, I'll give an example. If you're really angry about what's happening politically in the United States, for example, which right. is really easy for that to happen, yes. is that you can decide, well, it's more authentic for me to be angry and to show my feelings right. and to share that. But ultimately, is it a more effective vehicle for change to be angry right. or to be loving? And you can also take clear action from a place of love. Yes. And you can decide, well, I can create action, but I would like to cultivate and be someone who is clear, who communicates well from that place of love and compassion. Right. So that would be a direction right. that we can cultivate it. Right, right. I remember um, one of the old hosts who used to be on the network, uh, Monty Taylor, who, who was a Jungian astrologer, and he was very much into mythology, and he was wonderful. He, he said the word decision comes from, I believe it's a Greek word that means to cut off. Hmm. Because with, when you make a decision, it's like you're cutting off certain things, and you're only moving to head in one way. Whereas choice it has a little bit of a different energy around hmm. it, I guess. Right. Yeah. So you know, there, there's you know pros and cons of each, and that right. helps me want to exactly. look up the etymology of choice as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to ask you, you've been doing this now for over 20 years. Mm. I mean, I imagine you've seen things change over time. I mean, the way you work with people, do you find like, uh, or maybe not, I'm, I'm just assuming, um, do people have the same challenges around how they yes. present themselves as they yeah, did 20 I think years that ago? The only issue really is, well, 
So are, are you mostly, is your audience more coaches and consultants who are coming here? Or is uh, it more more like entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people like that. Right, yeah. So they, I would say is that especially for entrepreneurs, when you're looking at means of marketing communication, it's gotten a lot more formulaic over the years in a different way uh, where it used to be that you had, to, as you know, that you have to have the money to pay for like right. uh, certain types of advertisement. And now it's much easier to... To right. draw people in, which has benefits, but it gets so formulaic that that can that create a certain problem. But but generally, honestly, is that people deal with the same issue. Like I was actually uh, uh, just before coming in, I was having lunch with an old friend of mine. We are in the undergrad uh, theater department together at Berkeley, uh, um, and haven't seen him in twenty five years. Oh and wow. we were catching up, and and he's a director, actor. He's a yoga teacher, uh, and he was saying, you know, I still like get nervous if there's more than five people there. Oh, interesting. Um, and and this is so common. And so I know what uh, I was like, I hear this all the time. Uh, now, every, everyone has a threshold, but I hear uh, a lot. Oh, I'm fine with maybe two or three, four people. For uh, some, it's only one. <laughs> for, <laughs> for others, like, oh, it's fine over 100. And But like uh, the, the issues that come up about how do we work with the more people in the room and, and not get intimidated by that. That's yeah, a yeah. that's a common thing. It's also how do we create more connection? How do we move out yeah, of yeah, our yeah, yeah. Uh, out of our own like box and to be able to to be more animated and expressive while also being authentic. Right. Um, right. So the, the the issues the the core ones have been around and then don't tend to change very right, much. Right. Right. Has there been any new trends or anything you'd see popping up or no? It's it's really just sort of the same thing. I see the again. same problems happening over okay. and over and over again. Okay. And so it's it's not I can usually predict the reasons why I'm gonna get a phone call or email. <laughs> so it's usually confidence or some uh, sort of nerves and fear of okay. judgment. It's how to craft talks that are effective that aren't uh -huh. formulaic, but also uh -huh. That you can create a signature talk, that you know how to create right. a, a TED talk or keynote that's right. engaging, they get standing ovations even. Yeah. It's also how to become more expressive, dynamic, issues with vocal power, body mm. language. Like there are there are very set things that I tend to see, or like leadership presence is another one. So uh. I would say if anything, that it's not necessarily a trend, but it's more of a buzzword now of leadership presence, executive presence, mm. that we that is something of more recent years that people want, which right. is great because I think we need more presence in life. Right. And it Absolutely. gives me a way to talk about that in a way that right. applies to both professional and personal situations. Right. right. I'm so glad you brought a presence. Um, now, you're a fellow member of the Evolutionary Business Council, yeah. like myself, and I recently uh, spent a weekend up in Vancouver with Satyan Raja. Mm -hmm. And and he, he called it contact, um, but to me it was all about presence, about how present you could be with that other person in the room with you or group of people in mm -hmm. the room with you. What would you like to share around you know, just that idea of presence? How can we be more present when we are doing a presentation, when we do have a room of people in front of us, or whether it's you know, 10 or 1,000? So presence is one of the core things that I teach, and a lot of people think you have it or you don't. The same with mm -hmm. charisma, and that's just not true. No, These no. are things that can be grown and learned, and Absolutely. for anyone who is on any sort of conscious path, presence is a buzzword. It's like yeah. we want to be more present. And the same things that apply for being present in your life, on your spiritual path, mm -hmm. also apply for being present and growing your presence as a speaker. So presence right. is really the art of being 
present. And there are several different ways to look at that. One Mm -hmm. is you want to be present physically, like embodied, not two in your head. Or uh, you want to be present um, emotionally and open Mm -hmm. and connected, which says that vulnerability factor is actually being open to anything can happen. It's being present like mentally tuned in there and not Mm -hmm. kind of thinking to something else. Mm -hmm. And it's being present energetically. You can grow your energetic Mm -hmm. presence. Now, another way I define it is that presence largely comes about if you are both deeply relaxed mm. and comfortable, mm. as well as if you are connected mm. and uh, a little bit connected with yourself or connected to others. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so first, uh, in terms of comfort, is that if you're not relaxed and comfortable, you are probably in some degree in the fight, flight, or freeze response. Ah, and okay. so, if you're in freeze. You're, that's for speakers when your voice gets a little bit higher right. and it's when your body language gets stiff or you lose mm-hmm. facial expressions. Those are all signs of freeze response. Ah, um, okay. And, and so when you learn to be really relaxed, and, oh, by the way, other signs of freeze response are like sweating and dry mouth and heart beating <laughs> fast and, and a bunch of different fun stuff that yeah. comes to come up. And yeah. I've experienced all of it over my career. So uh, it's okay. about, but you can learn to work with that and embodied ways to create more relaxation and program that in. Mm. Um, and also in terms of the uh, connection, that's, I have a whole body of work around connection, which uh. is really the intersection of connecting with yourself uh-huh. and something greater than yourself and a little more what I call interconnection uh. and interconnection of how we connect with others. Yeah. And if you don't maintain your interconnection, then most likely you're going to get nervous or inauthentic. You have mm. to keep that while you are connecting with others. And right, that's really, right. there's a lot to say about that, but yes. that's a, a starter. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, it's, it's time for us to take another break. When we come back, now that we've talked about connection, let's talk about disconnection when we come back because yeah. that's also a, a big part of your work, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully changing that. Changing that, <laughs> exactly. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. My guest this hour is Jonathan Bender, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Waking Humanity, uh, Awakening Humanity. Uh, just a quick shout out to uh, my loyal fans on Facebook Live: Patty, Anthony, Tony, and uh, whoops, who was that? And Vladi. Thank you for tuning in today. So, Jonathan, before the break, we were talking about connection and presence. What about the opposite of that? Disconnection. Is that something that's more or less prevalent today than it was 20 years more, ago. More, more, more. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> and I think there's a confluence of, of factors. Yeah. So I'll be speak briefly about the professional side of it, which is okay. less of what I care about in a way. But I, yeah. So I started geeking out around connection because mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I was tired of going to networking events mm. that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. That, that were forced and weird. So I started yeah. teaching conscious networking in about 2010 oh, and okay. then developed that more. And then also I was really interested in co- how do you connect with an audience and, and mm. how, how does that really work? Because I saw so many great speakers who like might have been exciting and motivating, even dynamic. And at the end, the audience is exhausted. Mm. So that's a sign that there's a disconnection. They're not tuning into the audience. Uh, or what's more common is that someone might be um, under-impacting them. That they're like, okay, uh, here I am talking this and that. But they're kind of interested maybe, but not that engaged. Those are signs uh, uh, of not having that connection. And, uh, and also what happened with social media then is it got especially formulaic in terms of business approaches. And uh, that's when you start getting constant like messages on LinkedIn and all yeah, these webinars yeah. that are tor- formulaic and, and it's, it's so formulaic it takes away the connection. But right. the other thing that's really happening in society is that they, people are so much in fight, flight, or freeze response mm-hmm. because of what is happening, happening politically in the U.S. Now, it's not that and, this is And new. around the globe, I, Totally. I mean, you heard just... Uh, Definitely. Uh, what just happened in England, in England and happened in other countries. So it's... But, but to, I'll just speak here because I, yeah. I mean, I travel a decent amount and about outside the country, but when you just look... Let's just, not that it's not happening elsewhere, but if we think about the United States yeah. and the messaging that happens especially... Uh, by the current president, <laughs> that it's he's it's constant fight response. He's insulting right. people. He's right. um, posturing, positioning, putting people down, right. and and a couple of things happen as a result of that. Is that other people are who are on his side may go on to fight response with him, right. and they say, "Yeah, that's right," and, and it's and they are also attacking, right. or they may go fight response against him. Mm-hmm. And say, and then fight back, and then they right. or they're angry, and they post about it on Facebook and links yeah, to article yeah, analyzing yeah. things, or they might just go into kind of uh, freeze or flights where they just like I'm just going to retreat and not even look at the news and deal not deal, which also especially if you're not being directly affected by it, that's mm-hmm. a really easy thing to do, right. or just even go into collapse. 
Yeah. Like that is also an effect of that. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, and it just is, it's really just in the last few years has gotten really bad. Yeah. So what's happened is the level of disconnection that's happened. And if you look at in Buddhism, like they look mm -hmm. at the fundamental uh, cause of any type of suffering is this belief that we are separate. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that you are different than me. And mm -hmm. that we're in that fight or flight and this type of protection and safety mechanism that starts to come in mm -hmm. is that we have to protect ourselves. It's not right. safe. Right. And you are other. And that level right. of disconnection, I think, is creating, has created a huge uh, heightened epidemic that's not new and right. certainly is often felt especially by anyone who's from any sort of uh, oppressed population mm -hmm. and and but as that's been going on a lot longer but everyone i think is just feeling it even more yeah. that level of lack of safety right 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 yeah one of the things when i hear people talk that i like to say is there is no them right there is mm -hmm. no they there is no them there is only us because uh, we're kind of in the boat we're all in this boat together right and you know there's a line between being able to not be colorblind and to acknowledge difference yes and being able to say oh well on one level you are really different you've experiences that i can't possibly know or even understand or get sure. and at another level we're all human yes. and we all will have that fight flight freeze response kick in sure. and we sure. all want to love we all want to belong we all right. want to feel safe right. uh, and that what happens though is usually we are waiting for someone else to yeah. <laughs> make the, to be able to make it safe it's for us. Right, right, right. We we want someone else to initiate, sort of take the action instead of us making it safe for ourselves or for them. Right. And that's like how can we initiate that and decide I'm gonna go out now and look at how can I be a, like a, a beneficial presence. Right. A, a source of of love, of inspiration to other people who uh, might be suffering or who might right. be struggling. Right. Uh, and, and so, but looking for that opportunity and that, but I think what I started doing with my work on connection is breaking that down like step by step. How can anyone be able to like make that choice to get those skills mm -hmm. so that you can just perhaps like look at the news and not freak out? Right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and how can you not lose yourself in that reactivity that happens right. and, and be able to, uh, to, to inspire others and to right. create that or recreate the connection that we all really want. Right, right. And, and doing it, I'm assuming, like not just with our words, but with our presence, with our energy, with our, right. with our, with our I don't know, our vibe. Yeah. So could I talk through the steps? Sure, for a sure. Yes, please. Okay. So, so this is what I call the path to connection. And there are several steps to it, and I'm kind of just like talk through it, and I'm not mm -hmm. going to lead through the whole thing, but you can start to play with this on your own. So the first mm -hmm. step is connecting with yourself. So this is ironic, especially for people who are doing public speaking, yeah. is we're so focused on everyone else. Right. And instead is how do we tune into who ourselves? Mm -hmm. And so you can do that in a myriad of ways. So you can, uh, like, uh, you can even just like stretching, getting in your body, uh, touch, holding your hand over your heart. Like tuning into your own life, your own preciousness, mm -hmm. and 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 taking time for that is something we usually don't do because we just get sucked into social media, into what's happening around us, right, and right. and even right now, if you like, put your hand on your heart and take some nice deep breaths. 
and just starting to like calm the nervous system down. <laughs> <laughs> so there are lots of practices for this, right. uh, but I want to name that as the first step. And from there, after we connect with ourselves, is connect with the earth. And one thing you can do is you can send roots or grounding cords deep into the earth. Mm -hmm. You can hug a tree <laughs> if you're in New York or get out of nature <laughs> if you have access to it. And, and that's also important to know that we are supported by the earth. Yeah. The third step is connecting with something greater than yourself, whatever yes. is the right framework for you, whether that's the universe or uh, spirit or however you mm -hmm. see that. Or your own, your own higher self. Your own higher self. So I like to leave this open because I work with a wide range of audiences. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's connecting with your intention. And mm -hmm. your intention is important because most people's intention is not to go and hurt others. Yeah. But if we're in like fight or flight, then we may end up doing that right. uh, without r realizing it. And right. so if we set our intention, that becomes our our kind of guiding light mm. that keeps referring us back to what do I want to do here? What is the impact that I really want to make? Right, so, right. so those four things are interconnection. And wow. the trick is how you maintain that as you move into interconnection. Because uh, we know that most of us aren't feeling safe. So we walk out in the world. Right. It's easy on a subconscious level or conscious at times is to yeah. be like, is this safe? Is this person right. okay? Right. Um, and... Uh, and so, but if we keep grounding and tuning into ourselves and connecting with something greater, remembering our intention, that guides us so we don't yeah. lose ourselves like a lot of empaths, intuitives, introverts yes, tend yes. to do. Yeah. So, and then interconnection is really two steps, which is receiving and giving. Mm -hmm. And how do we tune into others more deeply than the outer appearances that we have culturally conditioned to, uh, to be able to look at? Right. Right. So, and 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 it's tuning into uh, like you mentioned before, tuning into others, but without losing ourselves. Right. Uh, so I lead connection jams, which are oh, events that really? I developed, which are oh, have wow. a lot of movement and play and dialogue oh, and wow. ways to kind of work with this. the The path to connection I've been talking through is actually a a framework that is inclusive of other practices. You can bring in your own stuff oh, there, but but cool. but when I do this, is that I there are thing prompts I give like, well, if you look at someone and you really wonder like uh, and you can do this the next time you're just walking on the street mm -hmm, you just look mm -hmm. at someone and wonder what is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them and what's beautiful <laughs> and and then yeah, what's what yeah. have they been through that's horrific and yeah, like what have yeah. they been dealing with that they're not going to show in their face when they're in the right, subway right, or right, right, in the right, restaurant right. Um, or in the grocery store so yeah. and then from all of those things we choose how we want to impact or engage or mm -hmm. share and mm -hmm. And how do we honor difference? Uh, how do we appreciate where synergy comes in? So, yeah, so yeah. this is kind of some of, of how I teach the path to connection so that we can start to really start to heal our society mm. because it's yeah. not going to happen by waiting for someone else to suddenly wake up. We have to be the ones right. who choose to right. like wake up. Yeah, we're the ones we've been waiting for. Right. You, you know, sometimes I like to play that game on the subway, like if I'm taking a long subway ride and it's not too crowded on the train of just really looking around at people because it's so funny because people don't look at each other on the subway. Right. And just looking and really kind of studying them and like looking at, you know, that old woman and sort of the time-worn face and the clothes or the shoes she's wearing or the, the, the little boy, you know, further down. Or I, I remember one time I was on the subway and there were these four men next to each other 
one was white, one was black, one was Asian, and one was Hispanic or Indian. Mm-hmm. And and it was just and it was and they all knew each other and they kind of talked a little bit and then as the stops went by one person got off then another person got off then another person got off and I thought to myself you know it's so beautiful to me it's like that's the epitome of New York City you have such a mix of cultures here it was great to like see them together but like I wondered like they each have their own different story and even though they all work together mm-hmm. like I really wondered like. How, what was the different perspective that they saw things through the different lens right. that, that they may all see the exact same experience through that could be very different for each of them. Absolutely. That's a wonderful example of, of like tuning in more. And when we uh, start to challenge ourselves to tune in more and more, it changes things. And I want to say something too for everyone who benefits from some public speaking tips, especially if you have an issue with, with confidence and that freeze response that comes mm-hmm. up. When we're frozen, we're neither giving or receiving. Right. So we're kind right. of this... And so if you get nervous, if you just start, if you're speaking, if you start to tune in and just look at people as individuals, because no one in an audience identifies as an audience, they all (laughs) identify as themselves. (laughs) And if you start to tune in with curiosity and really look at them and with really wondering, like, how can I inspire them going back Mm -hmm. to your intention? Then that can really make you a better speaker, take you out of the freeze response, get the energy moving and cycling so that you'll be able to, like, one, stop being nervous, but also create a a more intentional and positive impact. Right, right, right. Oh, beautiful, wonderful. Um, Okay, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, boy, we got a bunch more people on the Facebook Live that I didn't notice before. So Mm. quick uh, shout-out to uh, Nicole, Louise, Marcella. Great to see you, Marcella. Rob, uh, Nancy, Keith. Nice to see you, Keith. William, loyal listener. Lisa, thank you for tuning in again. Camille, Eugenia, ah, thank you guys for tuning in. All right, so when we come back... Um, maybe you can give us some examples of some maybe famous speakers and some certain things that they do that you think are, are really key to like give people an idea of what you're saying and how it gets put into practice if maybe you can think of those during the break okay all right all right just little things all right uh, you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour has been Jonathan Bender and we will be right back after these messages talking alternative radio 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, so Jonathan, we've been talking about a lot of different things, connection, disconnection, presence. Uh, I'm just wondering if maybe you can give some examples, maybe of people you've coached or some, some famous orators, uh, of, of like something that, that they did or that they changed that you know, can show people kind of the impact of what making a little bit of change can really have a big difference. Yeah, sure. So there's something I work with clients all the time that I want to give a pretty famous example of not someone mm -hmm. I coached, although I'd want okay. to do one point, which, <laughs> which is Barack Obama. Oh, so, yes. and I saw him speak in his in 2008 in person when he was running, and uh, I was supporting. I was actually coaching one of his major fundraisers. I was like, "Can you get uh, me in to coach him too?" Because <laughs> like, I I thought he was he was brilliant and strong right. in some ways, but a little stiff and intellectual. Like, yeah. I? But I would, if you look at if you compare speeches that he did in 2008 or 2009 mm -hmm. to late much later in his presidency, mm -hmm. the the one core thing that changed over time is he became more relaxed, ah, and just like if you just okay. say like he kind of. He kind yeah. of, which, and then there's several things that happened is that he kind of went from, you know, brilliant, but a little bit stiff and a little bit monotone. I mean, mm -hmm. he had a good voice, but, but a little kind of one note to a mm -hmm. degree. Mm -hmm. And when you become more relaxed, this is mm -hmm. what we saw with Barack, mm -hmm. is several things happen. So one, relaxing your body and, and in training mm -hmm. that as part of your everyday response, everyday habit, which is how I teach. It's not mm -hmm. knowing what to do when you speak or right. say knowing to be loving. It's a matter of like if in terms of like an everyday application of these skills. Right. It's what right. do you do every single day and how do you entrain that into who you are? So right. so by becoming a lot more relaxed on camera right. what what ha or an, or speaking or in life right. is that you uh, get out of the freeze response. Now, when you get out mm. of the freeze response, you can start to bring in more presence because mm. we again know that connection and uh, and also the um, being relaxation is a bar big part of presence. Right. And and also you can start to bring out your charisma because and that's what we saw with Barack is that yeah. he has great charisma, but like anyone, if you're in freeze response or trying to be <laughs> kind of do it right or yeah. be strong, yeah. is that. That's not as authentic. It doesn't have our real charisma. Right. And charisma, everyone wants. And, and I'll let you know what charisma actually is, how I define it. Mm -hmm. It's the you when you are totally relaxed, when you feel totally safe mm -hmm. in an environment where people you know love you and you mm -hmm. may bring out that you're kind of a little sense of humor or that little weird laugh you don't mm -hmm. want anyone to hear normally. Yeah. Like all that's actually your charisma. And if you are in freeze response, it's not going to come out right. And right. so we want that body language, that voice, your personality to, to happen. And that's what I saw with him. Right. And what I found is that so that's like the number one essential tip. And it's what I do even like in my online training, Claim Your Voice. Right. It's one of the very first step, steps is yeah. just learn to <laughs> like right. relax and breathe. And there are a bit of a method for that. But right. if you do that, that sets the foundation okay. for being able to enjoy speaking to be relaxed to be able yeah. to be charismatic effective and and really yeah. tune in with people and and be effective wow wow yeah absolutely and 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 i guess be more grounded in your body so that you you do have that presence just naturally right yeah, yeah and that's it often the presence is there underneath but we have to kind of get our, our normal kind of outer you know, reactivity and response out of the way right. for that to be able to surface. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, 
I'm just wondering, like, when you're working with somebody and coaching them about, you know, doing more sort of public presentations, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be with, like, necessarily large groups with even 20 or 30 people. Is there a difference in sort of how you connect or how you're present to an audience depending on its size, whether it's 5, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 people? Well, there's a difference as far as what happens mentally because, and, okay. and energetically. So okay. what I mean by that is with a larger audience, with more people, is that there can be more fear that comes in. Uh, and really what's happening is there's just more energy present with all of these people and yeah, all of their yeah, attention. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially if you are an introvert or empath, right. tend to get overwhelmed by that. Right. And so right. learning to stay in that cycle of giving and receiving of connection with them, right. which is... Because presence is being present to something. Right. And it's also learning to pause and to be able to tune in and see what's needed in that moment. That's right. also part of presence. Like that, Those are part of the, the art of it. Right. Now, you do have to work a little differently with other ways with a larger audience. There's a slightly right. different eye contact technique that I teach okay. for a larger audience. Because you can look at an audience a certain way. With a, you can have audience of thousands. Mm. And if you do the eye contact technique a little more intentionally that I teach, mm -hmm. every single person will feel like you're talking directly to them, mm. and which is really cool, mm. and it makes a dramatic difference. Yeah. So, and I get this feedback over and over from my clients. They're like, I did it. I talked in front of that group <laughs> of 500, and everyone came up to me and said, they're talking to me. So. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe, do you have maybe an example from your coaching practice of working with somebody that maybe a small uh, tip or technique or practice totally shifted uh, uh, how All they the time. Yeah. yeah. So the thing with nonverbal communication, uh, our mm -hmm. body language, how we use our voice, is that it affects an audience differently. Mm -hmm. And every single aspect of how you use your body, how, what you do with your feet, your hands, right. uh, your, your vocal tones, right. each of those has a different way they affect an audience. And right. so when you start to change that, then it changes things. So, so let me give one example of, of a tip that I do right. quite often right. is that it's very common for mm -hmm. someone who's doing a speech to pace. Ah. Or they just take a step here and there. Or they kind of bend one knee and they're kind of like shifting their weight. And, right. and what happens is that actually ungrounds an audience and it undermines your credibility. Oh, interesting. So like instead, for everyone out there who does yoga, uh -huh. is... The, we know the, the most essential yoga pose is how do you stand? <laughs> and uh, some yoga traditions have you have your feet together. I right. like it when they are hip width apart. So that's generally like four to six inches, four okay. to eight inches roughly apart. Okay. And when you plant those there with your feet parallel, mm -hmm. it'll stop you from swaying. Right. And it establishes like much more authority, credibility. Uh. Okay. And that's something that I hear all the time is it's a weird thing at first. We're like, oh, well, I want to move. Well, actually, your upper body can move and plant your feet and then ah. walk with purpose, walk with intention instead of just kind of shifting back and forth. Ah, so in other words, don't just move for the sake of not staying in a spot. Move when like you want to move to a certain spot intentionally maybe because you're shifting the energy in your Exactly, talk exactly. Ah. When you move to a new spot, it, it shifts the energy, which could have to do with content or moving the emotion or, right. or different things. So gotcha, gotcha. 
Okay, I'm going to be a little selfish for a moment. All right. Um, I'm wondering, do you ever coach people who are like doing podcasts? So you're on video, so you're not necessarily live in front of people, but you're still connecting to an audience. Sure. sure. All right. So lay it on me. And you, you, you've been with me for almost an hour. Um, what would be one thing you would tell me to do just slightly differently that would make a difference? Well, let's see. I haven't been going into my... <laughs> uh, my assessment. I'm like, putting you on the spot uh, here. I'm happy to do that. Normal, like when I work with someone, I'll I'll do like a 35 point assessment of, oh, of wow. like very very detailed of everything happening with their speech, the yeah. body, the voice. So okay. So one thing I would say is, uh, let's try one thing. Okay. So um, is rotate your shoulders back, okay. and if you rotate them kind of like in a, in a circle going back. Okay. Good. And then just shake it out so you're loose. Okay. And just and then if you let your your chest kind of slightly be lifted. But then okay. really relaxed. Okay. Because you notice that you always have this mic that tends to pull us forward. Right. And so, uh, so if you see what it's like to have the posture just kind of like be yeah. open. Yeah. And how you, what, if you need to reposition the mic Gosh. slightly. Uh, I see. Yeah. I've also be been going to the gym a lot lately, which has uh, been new for me. So I'm also a little more stiff because of oh, yeah. working just, down the gym. So the question yeah. is first, how does that feel of being a little more upright? And just be relaxed. Yeah. Drop your chin a little. Um, yeah, it feels good. Um, it feels different, definitely. How does it feel different? Um, well, I feel more like lifted up in a way, because and I, and um, I'm like a little more focused on my chest area than I usually am. Mm -hmm. um, but it also kind of feels a little more opening, I guess. Yeah, and what that does uh, is you're actually privileging the heart. Ah. And so it brings the heart out more, but your vocal quality just changed as well. And notice oh. that people who are watching or listening right. notice this is you just got like a little softer because it's like, yeah. you know, it's like it's easy for the New York thing to go on as you're leaning <laughs> forward a little bit and just like there's kind of an energy moving out. Yeah. And so so instead, when you move away from the head and you bring out the chest, uh. I am originally New Yorker, is yeah. the uh, uh, is the uh, is you just start to speak more energetically and intentionally uh, from the heart. Right, right. And then notice what that does when you change the body will affect the voice. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm so upset that like we're out of time. I could talk to you for like hours around this stuff. Likewise. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, how do they find you? Yeah. So uh, I have some new stuff coming out. But one easy way that you could do is you could go to yourtruevoice.org. Okay. I mentioned before a video called The Authenticity Trap. Right. There's also some teachings in there about speaking and presence and, okay. uh, and confidence as well. So yourtruevoice.org is a short free course oh, uh, that I created they can oh, look at. Um, and uh, there's also, in terms of, let's see, you can go to wholespeak.com. Okay. It's kind of, the site needs to be redone, so we'll see if it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you can also uh, get in touch with me at info at wholespeak.com. Okay. That's whole as in everything. W-H-O-L-E, yeah. -E, mm -hmm. speak as in talk. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, to especially to come in studio while you're here in New York City. It's a pleasure to having you present. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> All right. And thank you, my loyal listeners. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate whether you're tuning in on talkradio.nyc via podcast. We're all over the place, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, you know, whatever, Spotify, and, or whether you're listening to the Facebook Live. I really appreciate you all. Thank you all. We will talk to you next week.
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.